You call up your friends and make sure they voted. Call up the people that you don't like. (laughs) Make sure they voted too. Call up your exes and say, hey, did you vote? Make sure every single person in your life is voting. We got to address the suburban women problem because it's real. Welcome to the Suburban Women Problem, a podcast for red, wine, and blue. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jasmine Clark. I'm Amanda Weinstein. I'm Rachel Vindman. And you're listening to the Suburban Women Problem. So today is a special episode of the pod because tomorrow is Election Day, which means that this is our very last chance to remind everyone about just how important it is to vote. It's here. It's here. Yes. I feel like it's like in Frozen. It's Coronation Day. It's Coronation Day. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I'm smiling, but this is like a nervous smile because tomorrow is it. Like that tomorrow is the day that I find out on my own race, you know, just how things went. And uh, to remind everyone, I am running in a very competitive race because of redistricting slash gerrymandering, where somehow, some way, Republicans found a way to draw a Republican district, or I wouldn't say Republican district, I will say a purple district in a very, very blue Gwinnett County. And so that district happens to be mine, but I'm feeling great. And, um, you know, really just hope Hoping that as many people as possible vote for those who haven't voted already. I think it's so funny. So Casey's been in the news a lot lately here because they have called his race the closest race. Me too. Closest race. I know you guys are like, what is it? Like sister cities, sister (laughs) districts. I know. Stressing me out and I'm not even involved. (laughs) (laughs) Jasmine, do you have a bottle of champagne ready? Uh, Yes. Uh, Multiple. Um, I, however... I'm kind of a nervous, a nervous Nancy on election day. So I'm opting out of having like my own like party with a bunch of people around. I'll have my campaign around, but you know, uh, once results come in, we hope because so many people have voted early. We hope that we do get the results that night. Uh, it might take a little bit longer, but hopefully it doesn't. But either way, yes, I am ready to to celebrate i have my bottle of champagne or bottles yes. of champagne ready you know i actually have like been really contemplating like what song shall i play Ooh, <laughs> i like this when question. I, I don't know yet Wait, so yeah what song are you gonna play what i don't what- i don't know yet it's gonna it'll be a surprise okay mm. now i'm just gonna be like texting <laughs> you know, lots of ideas <laughs> i know rachel's always got good song recommendations yes Yes, she does. I like music, but not like some people like music. Like I don't really like to go to concerts and I can't tell you like every like the what a cover of every album looked like. I'm not like that. But I'm thinking like either Lizzo or Taylor Swift is like what comes to mind. I'd have to think about it more. But look, I haven't slept through the night in weeks and (laughs) I am very anxious about this. Um, I think we all are. And I I think I said it on the last episode is that I'm you know, I just can't believe we're in this place still. But what I've kind of come to realize is, you know, we're here because of the the hugeness of the issue. I mean, I never thought that I would still be talking about politics after Biden was declared the winner in November of 2020. And then January 6th happened. And then we just, you know, continued to see what was, you know, the the hits um, on our democracy and how entrenched the problem was. Like, it wasn't just moving on. We we didn't have, like, the peaceful transfer of power. Mm, right. And, and so, 
it's going to be a slog for a really long time. And so that means it's not like voting once, it's voting every time. So for everyone, you know, who's complained about people saying this is the most important election of our lifetime, I mean, everyone is because every election is for a while Mm -hmm. until we get out of this like perilous state. But again, I mean, I think that we've had other times in our history where we've had, you know, it was touch and go, right. you know, even when we were a new country, we had times after the Civil War, there were times, I mean, it didn't just end, you know, we weren't alive then. So we kind of picture that it was or, you know, that it was okay, but it took a minute. And um, the Civil Rights moment, another like huge time of like, which way is this going to go? Is this going to work out? You know, yeah. I mean, and, and so I think we're, you know, probably in one of those moments, but it right. means we got to keep fighting and not give up. And our votes are our voice. So when we like people are realizing that again, yes. Like to me, we need extremists, not in my opinion, they don't just need to lose. They need to lose big. Yes. Right. They need to lose big because they need to get the message. Yes. A big, bold, huge loss because this is not okay. When it comes down to it, if you care about the quality of the education that your mm-hmm. your kids get and mm. them having access to books, and if you care about children being nurtured and taken care of instead of being bullied by, you know, the people who are supposed to be the adults in the room, if you care about getting our democracy back on track, this election is that important yeah. to you? Every issue I think that any person cares about, any person listening cares about, this election touches it in some way. And so we got to get everyone to turn out. We got to yeah. get, I, I love when Stacey Abrams says this, so I'm going to say it again. This is a time where you got to put your differences aside. You call up your friends and make sure they voted. Call up the people that you don't like. (laughs) Make sure they voted too. Call up your exes and say, hey, did you vote? You know, get make sure every single person in your life is voting. You can make a difference, honestly, Mm -hmm. and especially in some close races by just getting three or four people to vote and telling those people to get three or four people to vote as well. So like all of it matters. And tomorrow is the day. Did you do your voting selfie sticker? Did you do a selfie with your voting sticker? I did like a long time ago. That's how I pressure people is I take my selfie and I send it to them. So depending on the group, they get a different message. So one group did get the message like it's time to get your vote on bitches. <laughs> and then they got my picture. Not everyone got that. That was not on Twitter. <laughs> this is why everyone's like, you should run for office. Guys, this is why I can't. <laughs> but I also think you guys like, Tomorrow is such a big day. Make sure you know the details. So if you haven't voted in a while, or if this might be your first time voting, have a plan. Know when you're going, how you're going, who you're going with, and where you're going. Like know all of those things. You know, sometimes when I go vote, I'm always like, what if there's going to be something on there that wasn't on the sample ballot? Because I always look at my sample ballot. I'm like pretty. And I always think, what if there's a question on the test that I didn't study for? Because yeah. this is <laughs> this is who I am. Um, and it's like, it's okay. Just go and do your best. And, yes. you know, but but you but there it's never happened to me. There's never been a surprise question on a ballot if, that I've looked up because it doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah. Sample ballot. That's a good point because a lot of people get intimidated by like judges and issues. Yes. Sample ballots help. 
I texted a few of my friends who are lawyers about a couple issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, lawyer friends, I don't understand this issue. Can you give me the rundown? And they definitely did. And it was very helpful. And I appreciated that. So like, I have no problem. I like asking people like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I go to people I know, and that's really helpful. Yeah. I'm going to point out one other thing, because this is really important to me. If anybody were to ask me, like if it was up to me, and I think I've said this before on the show, ballots would be in the opposite direction where local races would be at the top. Ooh, I love that. And federal races would be last. Yeah. Because local races affect your life more than the federal ones do. That is just the reality. But the reality is also that that is not the way that ballots are ordered. So I'm going to say this because it's really important. Please vote all the way down the ballot. Those state House and state Senate races are so important. These state laws, these are the people who control how much money goes into your schools. These are the people that control what goes into your communities. You know, Mm -hmm. these are the people that are determining whether or not books are going to be banned, um, you know, things like that. So just remember, please vote all the way down the ballot. Yes, Senator is important. Yes, Congress is important. But so is governor, state Senate, state representative, judges, any of those things, school board, city council, county commission, all of those different things. Please, please, please vote your whole ballot. I mean, especially now, because we have a Supreme Court that is not protecting our rights, which means it is now, whether we like it or not, it is now up to a lot of states, whether or not women have basic rights. And so they're super important, but no matter the results of these elections. So I'm sure we will see states where women are disappointed and we will have states where women's rights are not protected. But I have been so impressed with all of the engagement that I've seen from Mm -hmm. suburban women. And it has been amazing. And the conversations I've had so many women come up to me and open up and talk about really personal stories that affect their voting. And I know I've said it before, this is not a meritocracy, right? So this I learned early on. I don't know if I told you, I actually ran in high school for our chair of student council and I lost and I made my best case of like why I was the best suited for this position. And I lost to a dude who got arrested for bashing in mailboxes. Oh my gosh. I know, right? <laughs> but I ended up getting the position anyway, because once you get arrested, they don't let you serve on student council (laughs) because you can do that. But that's not true for our politics. Like you can still get arrested and serve. Wow. You guys had stricter rules for your high school student council than we have for public office. Yes, exactly. That's a little depressing. Thanks a lot. We'll end on that note. (laughs) No, let me try to offer something a little bit more hopeful. When I did the troublemaker tour, um, you know, I was so encouraged by the women who started at zero just a few months before, but really learned that they could easily and quickly talk to their friends on their own time and just got so excited and so involved. And they felt like they were making a difference, not only in their own friend group and talking to their friends, but also in teaching other women how to do the same thing and empowering them to have agency and speak out and not just feel so defeated, but to feel like they were combating this extremism and the things that they saw that they didn't like. And that's really the power. We've talked so much about the importance 
of voting and the importance of these elections, you know, probably for for the next several election cycles. But the reality is our votes were always important. We just kind of forgot that. And um, we we can do it all. It doesn't, voting and politics don't have to be your whole life, but we do have to value it. And just like all the things in our lives that we value, we we honor it by giving time to it. And we need to send a message to our policymakers that they need to value suburban women. We have a lot of say, right? So we are a voting demographic. We are a voting demographic that can influence other demographics. Yeah. I really think like women and young people have realized like, hey, we're here and you guys didn't listen to us. You know, the biggest way you can do that, we're going to vote. And then you're not going to be able to say young people and women don't vote. So we're not talking to them. We're only going to the parties with the people over 65. We're showing them. And I am positive that on Wednesday morning, you are going to see that these groups voted in numbers that make people stand up are going to make people our elected officials stand up and pay attention to what we're saying and we're thinking. I really firmly believe that. I hope that is true. And if we want things like paid leave, we need to show them that we are a big demographic. If we want the real changes we want to see, if we want to see change in this country that aren't just fighting extremism, which that's a basic, like we need to fight the extremism. But if we want to see better investment in our schools and if we want to see paid leave, we need to show up and we need to show up big. No, I completely agree. Like we have to show them that that what we want, that there are people who are going to support those policies that we're asking mm-hmm. for. And support you support the policies by voting for people who support the policies. And so that's why it's so important. But um, I'm optimistic, like cautiously, because I think everything's going to be cautiously optimistic for the next many years. Yes. But I think that we are, I see such an excitement and um, I hope you do too. And I just really encourage you to vote tomorrow, no matter what. And that you make sure that your friends are voting too. So if you have to pull some babysitting duty or (laughs) sit in the car with some kids, do it. I'm optimistic. I am also cautiously optimistic. That is where I would register on the scale of whatever. I think we're going to have some surprises in a good way. Um, And so that's what I'm looking forward to. I am cautiously optimistic always. That's literally how I move through life. So um, (laughs) It's not a bad uh, way to do it, but... We were not going to have a regular episode this Wednesday, and a lot of results won't be in 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 time for that anyway. But you can follow us on Twitter at the SWP Pod, and we'll be posting election updates, doing some live videos, and reacting to the news along with everyone else. If it doesn't go your way and we don't get the news we want in every race, don't lose heart. We don't still have hope. a vote. You can yeah. go your hope. own way. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda has some songs for you. We'll post them on the (laughs) SWP pod at Twitter. But we'll be back again next Wednesday, November 16th, to talk about the results, what they mean, and where we all go from here. Hopefully, we will all get to toast to a blue wave. Bye. Brady, can you you say, say thanks for joining us? Thanks for joining us. Maybe can you say, see you again next week? (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you for voting. And thank you. Thank you for fighting for democracy. We'll see you next week. The Suburban Women Problem was created by Red Wine and Blue. 
Our executive producer is Beverly Batt. Our supervising producer is Lindsay Quist. Our producer and editor is Amy Thorstensen. Our production coordinator is Abigail Martin. And our social media coordinator is Shaylee Severino. Videos by Abigail Martin and Ashley Hufford. If you want to join the thousands of women who are turning out their friends and family to vote, you can sign up for the great troublemaker turnout by going to redwine.blue.